Hello, everyone, and welcome to One Meal, One Workout, your new approach to food and fitness. Brought to you by Element OP Productions, elementop.com. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Butler and Don Sullivan. Hey, everybody. Aaron Butler here, former fat guy broadcasting live, unless you're not listening live, and then in which case you're listening to a recording of me broadcasting live from Madison, Wisconsin. That's right. I'm in Cheeseland, and there is actually a city named Green Bay. It's not just a football team. So uh, we, I'm up here for work, but um, staying, staying hardcore on the podcasting. So today we are in two time zones and three states. Uh, Mark is in Texas, I'm assuming. Mark, yes. how's it going? Uh, it's going well. Uh, we broke under a hundred today, so we're happy about that. Woohoo! Fantastic. <laughs> Don, how is it in the beautiful state of Georgia? I'm not sure. I haven't been outside yet today. <laughs> oh, nice. Do you have a window anywhere near you? Oh, it's right here. Okay, great. It looks nice. Great, nice. Uh, yeah, this is this is kind of interesting. Actually, I was telling Mark and Don before the show, my hotel kicks Heine. I have, for those of you in the geek world out there, I have nine plus meg download and 10 plus meg upload, which is unheard of. Never so happens in a hotel. Snap. I can only guess it's because I'm here for training with one of, with the premier software, uh, electronic medical health record, practice management, hospital system vendors in the nation. They built their compound, for lack of a better word, uh, about 10 miles west of here. And so when we got on the bus this morning to go tr for training out there, there are several thousand of us there for training this week. The guy, or when we got off the, from the airport last night, the guy said, uh, I'm assuming you're here for Epic. If you're not, you're probably lost <laughs> with the software. And so the, the facility is incredible. Um, every training room is themed. So I'm in one of the superhero rooms. So it's got a giant piece of kryptonite meteorite coming through the ceiling. Uh, if you're a Facebook friend of mine, you may have seen my picture of me with Spider-Man outside of my room. Uh, there's Darth Vader. There's R2-D2. There's Indiana Jones room, Roaring Twenties room. There's a Middle Earth room. Uh, the facility looks like you're in some multi-million dollar ski lodge in Colorado somewhere. Uh, they have incredible grounds, uh, hiking trails, a working dairy farm where they do all kinds of dairy-like things. I mean, it's... Top-notch training, top-notch top -notch facilities. It's just incredible. I'm going to put some pictures up after I get back of some of just the things. It's just incredible. This is so. a company with far too much money on their hands. Well, they are. That's why I said, you know, they could have not built this building and charged us a lot less. I actually said that uh, to a couple <laughs> people today. But their whole thing is about everything being done with excellence. And when you walk into this facility, you're like, these guys kick tail. You know what I mean? It's, it's like going to Google or uh, it's a similar type culture of Google or Apple or that kind of place. So it's very interesting. Um, on a now podcast related note, I had an exciting experience happen last week. Now, I don't know if you've heard this story yet or not. I know Mark has, but uh, my friend Joshua of the Tough Mudder, Road to Tough Mudder blog uh, that we've mentioned a couple of times, went to pick up our numbers from a race we did a couple of weeks ago. Um, and he got in line uh, picked up his number and said, can I pick up my number from our running buddy too? And they said, who is it? And they said, Aaron, he said, Aaron Butler. And they said, um, Oh, Aaron Butler. He's the guy who does that podcast. He's, famous, he seems like, Aaron. A, he seems like a really nice guy. I've never met him before. And I was like, yes, somebody I've never <laughs> met before that also has heard the podcast. So I was pretty excited about that. Um, I actually think the person said, he's that guy that does that show on the radio. <laughs> 
<laughs> and Josh said, you mean podcast? Yeah, podcast. Close enough. So, close enough. Uh, if, if an older lady wants to call it a radio show, um, and Josh was 30, so older probably was like my age. Um, that's fine. I, I was really happy with that. So speaking of podcasts, Mark, uh, what kind of things should people be doing to help us out with this podcast? That was a great attempt at a segue, Aaron. I'm, Thanks. I'm impressed. Uh, <laughs> I just sure wanted- not, can- Considering how hungry I am, the fact that I'm food deprived, <laughs> have no calories in my body right now, I was pretty proud of it. Um, I wanted to uh, take the next several weeks on all of our shows and encourage our listeners to find us on iTunes and uh, rate us. None of our shows are uh, rated at all. There, are, I, one, a couple of them have one or two comments, but none of them enough for iTunes to to show up as a rating. And so, uh, if you're not an iTunes user, when you search podcast, it sorts them automatically by rating, and if you're rated highly enough, you might become a featured podcast. Right mm. now, even though uh, our shows are um, well listened to and very popular, iTunes doesn't know that because nobody is clicking the button and rating us. So I've posted a link here in the show notes. I encourage you to go do that. You don't even have to have the iTunes no, I'm wrong. You do have to have to have the iTunes uh, software to do it. You can view the page, but you can't actually rate it. Uh, unless you have the iTunes software. So if you're an iTunes user, if you're not, just load it for this one thing. I promise you can delete it right after, which is what I always do. <laughs> yeah. yeah I unless use, you use I, Linux and then your SOL. Uh, it yeah. runs under Wine-ish. Kind of, yeah. The uh, iTunes is, 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 is three steps above the uh, Bing toolbar on invasiveness it's the colonoscopy of the computer <laughs> world uh you know it, it takes over everything and wants to update itself continuously and there's a new version of itunes available would you like to download it it's four thousand meg right i'm going to lock your computer up while i download it this is going to be the primary task for your computer for the next three days yeah i don't like it either um not that i'm saying don't use it people to download our our podcast but you can go straight to elementop.com and get it without having to deal with that so. absolutely but if you're not an itunes user uh i you know uh, take one for the team install the software just long enough to do that and then if you're a geek doing a vm so it doesn't hurt anything yeah exactly <laughs> perfect well uh in the news today i got an interesting article um from our conservative friends over at the new york times sports page called you're only as old as you run and this is something that i was actually kind of thinking about that uh as a side note a gentleman set the new world record this week uh for the marathon two hours and three minutes and if you if you want to do the math on that that's 26.2 miles at a four minute 12 miles an hour that's a four minute 46 second mile so it's like 15 miles an hour little less than 15, 13 some, 13 and some change, 14 and some change. Yeah, four, four minute, 46 second mile for two, 26.2 miles. Um, so, okay, okay, hang on, hang on. Because I was confused at first because you said he set the record for the marathon. And I had yes. no marathon. I had no clue which marathon you were talking about. No, and then I, I suddenly realized you meant all of them. All marathons. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Every marathon ever. Yeah, he and set the world I'm record for a, that a person can run 15 miles an hour. I didn't even know that was possible. <laughs> well, a person can run 22, 23 miles an hour, but sustaining 15, that's yeah, the that, unreal part. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, let's see here. I'm, I'm going to do the math real quick. So if he ran. Um, but if he ran two, uh, 26.2 miles and divide that by uh, two, pretty much two hours, it's 13 miles an hour. 
Yeah, because yeah. he was twenty six point two miles, and he ran and he ran it in a little over two hours. Yeah, thirteen miles an hour for. So it's like twelve, twelve and twelve point seven, something around there. Yeah, that's fast. For for twenty six point two miles. Yeah. So um, I was I was thinking about that, and uh, you may have heard me mention in the past about I'm having some knee issues. It's actually it's a whole hip ITB. Uh, you know, iliotibial band knee issue, and I'm and I'm asking myself, you know, I'm 42 years old. Is it too late? Did I wait too long? Have I have I atrophied atrophied to the point that I, my hip is now never going to be fully functional? And why am I even trying to run? And then I run across this article: "You're only as old as you run." Um, and if you want to read this article, we'll have the link in the show notes. It's pretty interesting. Uh, it talks about people who are 37, 38 years old who are running marathons and having great times. Um, talks about runners between the age of 20 and 79 in a study they did uh, out of 400,000 marathoners and half marathoners and that between the runners from 50 to 69 years old that from 50 to 69 it only slowed down from like 2.6 to 4.4% per decade so these older athletes are maintaining a high level of physiology physiological plasticity is what they call it so now the question really is did i wait too long to start but i don't think i did i mean uh, i feel pretty good other than the problem i have right now so it's an interesting article about um people in general who are older right like one guy they're talking about didn't even start running seriously until he was 63 wow <laughs> so he was eating the wrong foods and so forth he's 75 now he was the oldest runner in the Antarctic Marathon in, fe- in February and has completed a marathon on each of the seven continents. Wow. Very after nice. he was Starting after he was 63. So, anywho, um, hey, I don't I think I I want to hijack you for just a moment, Aaron. I forgot to mention something. The new hat that I mentioned in the last episode uh-huh. that I would have as a, as a prize, I'm wearing said hat today. Wow. The new, the new product came in. It looks for, awesome. For the zero people watching the feed, I'm going to hold it up there. The new Element OP Productions embroidered hats is there. So, um, Are those going to be for sale, Mark? It is for sale. Um, I don't have the, the link posted just yet, but yes. By the time this goes out, maybe I'll have it up. All right, because I'd like to get one of those. And then I might get I might get it one meal workout.com added across the back, you know, like around the, the back of it. They like are customizable, absolutely. That would be cool. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to do a little asynchronous um, show noting here. because Now that Mark's brought the head up, I have a, our contest listed at the end. Um, Don was not able to be with us because Don was not feeling well last week. Don, are you feeling better? Quite a bit, yes. Your health is, your, is much your, easier now. Is your sinuses now free-flowing? Uh, less free-flowing and more not flowing. Well, I mean, uh, <laughs> air, not liquid is, is what I'm referring oh, to. Oh, yeah, the air is, air is good. Delicious. Okay, good. Well, last week, Don, you, you weren't on the show, so you, you may have not heard yet because that the episode that we recorded won't come out for a couple more days. But I started a new contest. Oh, I'm calling exciting. this a – I think if I remember right, I'm calling this the send us an email contest. Uh, it's an Italian contest. I still don't know why it's Italian yet, but that's what, it's, that's what it is. Um, and we're accepting two types of email, two types, um, questions and success stories. And then our panel of judges, i.e. us three, are going to pick the best question and the best success story. Each of those people will win 
a prize. So you actually have two ways to win. You can submit as any, many entries as you want. You can send seven questions and three success stories. doesn't matter. You can put them all in one email. I don't care. Uh, and then the two winners will get A, of the choices of A, B, or C. A, a t-shirt that is yet to be designed or made. B, the secret prize, which as we know from our previous contest is a road ID. If you don't know what that is, roadid.com, check it out. Or three, awesome. one of the Element OP embroidered hats that uh, Mark is now demonstrating to our zero uh, live viewers as yeah. well. Sorry, I didn't mean to hijack you. I forgot you no, were going to do great. that, but I was just so excited. I, this is literally the first time I've worn it. That's fantastic. I'm excited about the fact that you're excited about it. Um, <laughs> and, uh, so I'm going to send in a success story myself under uh, a different guys, and if it wins, you know, then I'll get, get a hat. And an MP3 player. <laughs> yeah. Then you can be excited, and Mark can be meta excited for you. Yeah. <laughs> But that's the contest, guys. It's pretty simple, and gals. And we'll go ahead and throw that in there. Double A R O N Aaron A A R O N at one meal one workout dot com. That's the number one. Uh, one meal one workout dot com. Send me your questions about fitness, weight loss. Um, I mean, it could even be a question like, um, Aaron, did you shave your head? And if that's the best question we get, um, then then that's the question that'll win. I'm Aaron, not afraid. Do the questions to to- have to be in the form of bad Italian accents? If I tell you what, if we rank them on a scale of one to ten, you get plus two points if you put it in a bad Italian accent. Did you shave your head? Uh, get you two more points immediately on that same question. Um, and your success stories, if you if you type your entire success story out with a bad Italian accent, um, I'll pretty much guarantee you're you going to win. win. <laughs> yeah, you win up front. First person Only that does that was intelligible. Uh... Right. So, yeah, that's it. I'm, I'm wanting to hear some other people's success stories out there. And, uh, you know, if it's a great success story, we might have you on the show as a listener spotlight type thing. That'd be awesome. And, um, and so looking for some questions, wondering what, wondering what people are wondering. Maybe your question will spawn a whole episode, you know. Um, we have some great guests scheduled. I've got, uh, you know, we've done a couple of episodes here in a row where it's just been us guys kind of talking and, and, and chatting and kind of covering some topics. But I've got three really good guests lined up over the next few weeks. Um, so really excited to have them on too. But if you've got questions out there, I'll either find a guest that can answer the question or we'll find the answer and bring it to you. So anyway, that's that. All right. So, uh, Don, Aaron, jump on your warm up topic and we'll go straight from your warm up topic into our discussion because your warm up topic and our discussion are like the cogs and the wheels of a fine, uh, finely designed clock. They mesh together. Well, my warm-up topic is mainly that I do not feel like cogs in a wheel that are finely meshed together and blah, blah, whatever you said. Um, unmotivated and, well, really just it's I've gotten to the point where a lot of things have kind of gotten in the way, I think. Well, not necessarily gotten in the way. I've let other things become bigger priorities, like right. convincing myself that since I'm not sleeping, I should eat more to stay alive. I know that's not the case. I just need to tough it out, but... Uh, it's one of those things where it just talk makes, about that for a minute, Don. Explain to me how not sleeping that you need to eat more to stay alive. That that phrase confused me. Well, see, I'm not the expert on that. You should probably go back to our show uh, with with your lovely doctor friend who is a sleep medicine doctor. That would be Doctor Lebowitz. Yes. Doctor Lebowitz. He's the one. He was very interesting, and I'm still working on scheduling my sleep study. Cool. But apparently, sleeping has a lot to do with uh, how hungry you feel and how right. easily it, you feel full and mm-hmm. the ability to detect whenever you should stop eating and, and all sorts of fun stuff like that. Um, so what so, you're yeah, saying is um, since you heard that, 
you gave yourself an excuse to not uh, eat right because you haven't <laughs> been sleeping. Is that what you're saying? Incorrect. I no longer was giving myself a guilt trip for oh, okay. just eating constantly. Oh, so you, now you I don't have that, excuse, but now you don't have guilt. He's asleep. <laughs> no, now, now I feel like I need to actually just get over it because I'm able to do everything else in my life without, you know, nine contiguous hours of sleep like I used to have all the time and didn't even realize how right. awesome that was before I had a child. Well, you know, I, I'll be honest to all, everybody out there that's listening to this episode whenever you might be listening to it. Uh, I've been a little busy with my current job transition. That's why I'm in Wisconsin for training for a new position that I'm taking with our company. And one of the things I had meant to add to our notes was there's some, I can't remember the name, but there's a test you do about stress. And there's like a listing of a hundred things that are stressors and, and they are maybe not 150 things. And they rank them uh, with numbers of how stressful, like, you know, divorce is like a 30 um, buying a large purchase is a seven, you know, that kind of thing. And you add these up. And if your number's over X, then you're really stressed. If it's over Y, then you're somewhat stressed. And I know Don, you've had a couple of, uh, some of the bigger ones, i.e. Maggie, you know, right. having a child is a huge stressor, even though it's a wonderful, joyous occasion. It's a huge stressor in your life because of the amount of change that comes in and going without sleep, which is also awesome. Also, often associated awesome. with having, uh, <laughs> often associated with having a child as, as Mark coined the phrase child induced insomnia, yes. uh, or I we can call it infant induced insomnia. I three, uh, infant induced insomnia uh, is also a stressor. So, I was going to talk about that part of it, but um, so yeah, I'm not again. I'm not making excuses for you, but you've definitely had some some uh, some momentum stealing things going on, and we're going to talk about about that as a point here in the discussion. Just so you're a quick feeling- funny thing, if I might throw in there. At least I oh, think yeah. it's funny. Uh, some time ago, uh, when my first child, she's almost uh, uh, nine now, was was an infant, a, a friend of mine who was still in college was complaining about how tired he was. And I said to him, complaining to a parent of an infant about being tired is like complaining to an Ethiopian that you missed lunch. <laughs> That's pretty funny. They're not it's even in the same league. Right. Exactly. So so how, you, you were talking about Don about not being motivated. So, Don, how is that? What? Give me a pre-Maggie, just to kind of use a time frame, week in the life of Don fitness um, or activity and food-wise, and then a current day in the life of Don, activity and food-wise, if you don't mind being that transparent, because we're all about transparency here. We can do that. Uh, Let's see. Before Maggie was, food was basically breakfast I kept as light as possible while still getting something in me to, to start my metabolism. Lunch was a lean cuisine and some light type of drink. And then dinner, I've never been real strict on. Just try and keep it to a normal human-sized portion, which does not include biggie size or or any of those other things. Right. And activity was, it's Monday, I'm going running. It's Tuesday, I'm going running. It's Thursday, I'm going running. End of story. And with Maggie, it's uh, now with food, I eat. I wake up and it's more of, oh, God, I had to get out of bed, fill this cup up with cereal and milk, please. Thank you. <laughs> and usually by about 1030, I'm ready to doze on my desk. So I'll get a piece of peanut butter toast and then I'll eat my lean cuisine. But now I might have some chips with it. And then about four o'clock, this day is never going to end. So I'm going to eat some other something 
and then dinner, I'll just eat whatever's there and usually crash out by 8.30 and then wake up several times in the middle of the night. And activity is now, instead of it's Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, I'm going to run, it's last night I was up from 3 to 4.30. So if I go running and I get home at 8.30, that means I won't get in bed until 11 and my wife's also going to be mad at me on top of that. I don't think so. So, so uh, tread pewter. Has, did you ever get? We talked about your tread pewter last week because we talked about you know fitting activity oh. into a busy life. Did you get your tread pewter up? Is it up and working? I said that it was. I told everybody in the entire world that Don had a tread pewter and used it every day. Don had a tread pewter for well. Don had a treadmill in the room with the computer for a day, and whenever Don tried to move the treadmill under the desk with the computer, I unplugged it from across the room where I was testing it and plugged it in under the desk, and suddenly it didn't work anymore. So this was a treadmill I'd gotten for free from someone. It still sits in the office, and it needs to be replaced, but the motivation to buy a treadmill has also gone out the window. Right. All right, so in case you haven't figured it out. That would still be a really good one, but I haven't been able to muster the strength, energy, or time to go find a treadmill anywhere useful. So in case you haven't figured it out out there, listeners in – one meal on workout land. Uh, the topic of the discussion, I guess if you haven't figured it out yet and you've downloaded this podcast and read the name of it, then there's really a problem. <laughs> we have a whole different <laughs> podcast for you. Um, it's, it's, it's about how to stay motivated because doing anything that is not entirely pleasurable and give you all, you know, instant gratification at all times, uh, sustaining it over a long period of time is difficult for anybody, you know, uh, there's got to be some kind of system reward or some kind of way you make yourself motivated. So that's what we're going to talk about today because I would admit I have been struggling to stay motivated a little bit through my injury. My, you know, uh, Not being able to run right now because I'm trying to deal with this injury makes me be at home more. In the evenings when I normally be out running, I'm sitting at home. Uh, so I'm more tempted to get in front of the, you know, to grab some other refrigerator or whatever. And I wouldn't say I've fallen off the wagon, but I've been drugged behind it a few times <laughs> and climbed back onto it, you know. Uh, so it's uh, definitely tough. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. So first of all, and this is just things that I've, I've been brainstorming, how I've been keeping myself motivated over the last year and a couple of months and how I'm managing now to kind of re-motivate myself. First thing I have in my list is revisit why you started. Um, so, you know, go back and ask myself why I started what I was doing. I actually have had opportunity in the last couple of weeks to share with a few people um, my story. And so I've just revisited, you know, my son turned four last year. I saw him running around outside. I couldn't even bend over hardly and pick a ball up. And I thought by the time he starts T-ball, I'll either be dead or so fat and so out of shape that I won't be able to coach him, which has kind of always been one of my dreams is to coach my son's, you know, T-ball team to my Blood pressure and blood sugar were out of whack. And three, and if you've heard the, you know, kind of heard my story, you know, I lost my sister to to lung cancer in 09. And I spent about six or seven months thinking about the fact that she had had her life taken by disease, stolen by disease, uh, against her will. She did everything she could to be healthy. And and the only thing that was wrong with me at that time was I was fat and lazy. And so that was the three things that kind of came together and motivated me to get up off my duff and start getting fit. So whenever I start, kind of getting a little less motivated, I revisit those three things and say to myself, do I want to be able to outrun my son for at least a few more years? The answer is yes. 
you know, do I want to be healthy enough to spend time and have be around for my family? The answer is yes. And do I want to honor my sister and not squander what the health that I've been given by God and be a good steward of what I've been given by having good health? The answer is yes. And I just remind myself of those three things. So, Don, Aaron, what started you a year and a half ago to get healthy? Revisiting why you started. I have always had body image issues. I've always been down on myself for being whatever size I was at the time. And somehow that equated to letting it get worse. I still, I never understood it at the time and I still don't understand it now. Uh, And then uh, moving back to Waycross and kind of realizing that this is where I'm going to be for the rest of my life. And as, as, as far as I know right now, you know, you can always be told differently by the guy upstairs. But as of right now, this is where we're going to be. So if things are going to change, they need to change. And then shortly after I decided it was time to do something, uh, we found out we were having Maggie. And I kind of figured out it was time to really get serious. I actually started running then because that was the time that it was it was actually urgent. There was a there was even a time limit at that point. We had, you know, eight months or whatever for things to actually happen. If I was going to be anybody different than who I was whenever she was born. Yeah. And so now, oh, sweet irony, the very thing that motivated you has become the bane of your health. <laughs> well, now I, the one thing I do that I am thankful for is that if she had come along and I was already or I was rather still at the point that I was. I would have just spiraled out of control so badly, and I don't know how I would have been able to keep up. Right. That's good. So let me ask you this, Don, if we're, if we're being honest and talking talking uh, honestly here. How long has it been since you jumped on the scale just to see if you've backslidden or how bad you backslidden or kind of where you're at from that perspective? Probably about two months. Yeah. See, I, I've, I was weighed, I weighed myself religiously. Uh, every week until I kind of started plateauing here in the last couple of months. And then I've been less religious with it. I'm still weighing myself about once a week um, just to make sure, like I said, that I'm staying on the wagon, so to speak. And I haven't lost anymore. I, I, I put out there a month ago that I was going to try to lose 20 pounds before Tough Mudder. And that was the week I hurt my leg. <laughs> so I lost about three or four pounds that first week of going to try to lose the 20. And then you know, immediately hurt my leg and then gained about a pound of it back and then gained a couple back and then lost a pound. So I'm right at where I was when I started. So, um, yeah, I think revisiting why you start is, is part of it. You know, I'm, I've even actually been thinking about writing those things down in a way that makes sense to me shorthand and sticking them on my mirror in my bathroom. How about you, Mark? If I might add uh, to that discussion, not only revisit while you started, but, uh, context is important here because as I'm listening to you guys talk, um, uh, Don, you made a lifelong change that you have had a two-month interruption in. Right. Contextually speaking, that's nothing. You know, you were you were a fat guy for how are you? Thirty years old. Twenty. Uh, I was twenty-six and a half. 26. I think twenty-seven. Okay. Whenever I started so the whole for thing. For twenty-five years, you were fat. For two months, you've been not dieting regularly. So, you know, that's context. And Aaron, in your case, right, you gained three pounds, but you lost 140 to get there. 
So it, right. it's important. It's it's hard to have context, and I understand that uh, as mm-hmm. well as anyone else. Uh, you know, when I step on the scale and it still says 440 pounds, that's frustrating. But when I realize it said 510 pounds a few months ago, you put it in context, things change. Well, you know, and one of the main tenets of the of the one meal one workout philosophy is, um, is you can't beat yourself up over it. You can't guilt yourself on it. You can't. Um, just say, well, I've blown it. You just got to take that out of the equation and you just try to do the best you can at every meal and take the most opportunity you can to be active. So what, what Don really can't afford to do or shouldn't do and what I shouldn't do, what Mark shouldn't do is if we have a bad day or week or month is go, well, I've blown it now. You know, there's no reason to do that. Like tomorrow morning, Don should do the best he can at eating breakfast and using what knowledge he has and try to, um, just make the smartest choices he can make. Yeah, when you get caught up in the middle of something, it's easy to lose that. And I think that's uh, one of the strengths of the One Meal, One Workout program is that it, it it puts things in the context of one day. Everybody can maintain focus for one day. Yeah, anybody can eat one meal good. <laughs> Workout right. one time. Yeah. So, Mark, how about you? What what got you started? Uh, well, I, don't, I didn't have one of those uh, final I've had it moments. It was just uh, accumulation of things. You didn't have an epiphany? No, I didn't have any epiphanies. Um, It was just an accumulation of things where over time, you know, and I've mentioned this before, I I began to to pay attention to that which I had been ignoring for a long time. Okay, denying for a long time. Um, (laughs) And and as I started being methodical about it, I realized there are things that I'm doing here that can easily be changed. It's it's sort of the same. You did everything all up front, um, and you declared war on being unhealthy. Um, I, I did things a little differently and, and, you know, your results have been much more dramatic than mine as a result, but I'm, I'm decided to be the tortoise and, and not the hare and, um, move into, um, things one step at a time. And so I can't really point to one moment. It was just the fact that I knew I wasn't healthy and anybody who had ever seen me for half a second could tell you I'm not healthy, you know? Right. So, yeah, so even though there may not have been a light bulb moment, there was still a preponderance of evidence that caused you to make a momentum shift from one way to another. And you can go back and look at those same things. You knew you weren't healthy. You knew you needed to make some changes, you, knew, you know, like that. So I think that's important, revisiting why we started. So if we if we revisit why we started and we're still not feeling too motivated, then something has changed from the time we were started to now. This is kind of my thought process. So... Then I ask myself, what's stealing my mojo? What's different now than it was 14 months ago? Because the things that motivated me 14 months ago are still valid um, to some degree. So what's stealing my mojo? Obviously, Don's already shared in his in his case, it's not that complicated. Having an infant has changed his lifestyle without his choice. You know, there's really no way to there's really no way to um, ignore that. You just that's not something you have an option on. It just, uh, you got a baby and now you got a baby, <laughs> you know, you didn't have a baby. Yes. Now you do. And, yes, uh, we do. Uh, and then you have to kind of warn, warn, learn to work in those contexts. And I'm, I'm to a lesser degree. I'm trying to figure that out with my injury, even though I'm hoping my injury is going to be short term. I've got a plan to, um, to hopefully get it healed, but it's not going to be an, it's not a rest your knee for two weeks and it'll get better. It's going to take some rehab. It's a, it's a little bigger issue than that. So, um, so ask yourself, what might be stealing your moto? For me, my mojo stealer right now is being injured. 
and it's uh and that's just kind of made me it's kind of frustrating to me you know to not be able to go do the thing that i have found success in being active with so now i may end up being the guy that has to google the how to be you know be active with a disability or you know get fit sitting down type thing and what i've what I realized the other night after having taken an entire week off and not doing any really activity was there's nothing wrong with my arms. There's nothing wrong with my back. There's nothing wrong with my chest. I have weights and a bench on my carport. So why when my thing pops up and says Monday night regular run and I go, I can't run. <sighs> why didn't I just get up off my duff and walk outside and pick up my dumbbells? Right. Or go do some push-ups or you know, whatever. Yeah. So that's that's what I've I've since flown to Wisconsin, um, but that's what I'm planning on doing tomorrow night. I'm gonna. There's a gym here in the in the um, hotel, and there's a pool, and uh, I'm gonna go down and avail myself of a swim, and hit some weights in the gym down there. Uh, whenever my thing pops up and says regular run, I'm gonna go. I'm not gonna be running, but I'm gonna go do something to get my heart rate up and be active. Um, and that's that's my that's that's kind of my answer to number two. What's stealing my mojo is that. Uh, and actually, I'm segueing into three. So, so Don, Aaron, <laughs> anything else besides Maggie that maybe you think that's the primary thing—the sleep deprivation associated with childbirthing? I, I'm pretty sure it is. I've tried to do some other things. You know, I've I've thought maybe it's because she goes to bed so early and it's a scheduling thing, and and it's because I can't. I just don't have time to to get dressed and go run and come back and shower and have dinner and go to sleep and have a baby in there too. So I try to like do jumping jacks between my calls since I take take calls, uh, I do phone support all day, and yeah, that didn't very last very long either. I tried to do um, the rows or whatever you want to call them with dumbbells, uh-huh. so I could work my arm some and get some definitions up top and definitions definition up top and and that didn't last for long either so yeah it really seems to be the fact that i'm just fatigued right all right mark how how is we haven't talked about your motivation level right now you've been on this journey for a while yourself you've lost about 70 pounds or so um how is your motivation level on a scale of one to ten one being your least motivated and actually let's do it different ten being your least motivated one being you're most motivated because one, you know, being number one is the best. They say. Uh, well, I would say overall, I'm sitting at a, at a good solid four. Um, last week, I had to do some things that blew my schedule up, and as you know, routine tends to mess that sort of thing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would say, not counting last week, I'm still chugging right along. Last week was probably uh, a nine point five. Right, uh, you're, you're, but you're in general, you're more motivated than not. Absolutely. You feel like you're going forward and not backwards. That's awesome. You know, uh, um, th- for me, I've had to kind of revisit my whole workout plan now, like I was just talking about. And I- I'm starting to think, you know, what am I going to do long term? I'm hoping long term I can get back out on the road uh, and on- or on the bike at least, you know, that kind of thing. So if I can get that uh, – that injury laid down somehow, I think my mojo will be fine. Um, so we'll see. You know, so, Aaron, you know, uh, sometimes uh, uh, external factors are more important than internal ones. And, uh, you know, you posted that picture today of you standing next to uh, Spider-Man on Facebook. And uh-huh. I happened to notice that the comments were all about how good you look. 
and yeah, it was very uh, nice as compared to the way you looked you know a year ago um you look much healthier uh yeah. and much more bald uh right. but you know those sort of things you, you got to take um every little thing you can get we tend to think in in our society for some reason that we should brush off compliments but right. when you find yourself in this situation you got to take everything you got to fish for compliments honey do <laughs> i look good you know yeah well what's funny though is um is uh there there there's that double it's a double-handed and double-edged sword of a compliment too man you look great which means that before i looked horrible <laughs> that's right yeah <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, <laughs> somebody said to me uh, recently who hadn't seen me in a while, uh, asked if I'd lost weight. That's always the question, you know, and they always kind of hesitate. Have you lost weight? And and then they followed up with, "Was yeah, I could see it in the face. I lost seventy pounds. How big was my face? For crying out loud!" I <laughs> see. That's, that's where you focus on the compliment part. And <laughs> right. I'm not listening to the other part. Whatever so, reading you're reading into it. So I started thinking about, like I was saying, and this is this was my uh, again failed attempt at a segue. Uh, if I'm feeling less mojoed, then I've decided I'm going to make some positive changes. And that's what I was talking about before with the weightlifting. Um, so I'm going to choose to make some at least temporary changes that will get my momentum shifted back more toward the, the one and less toward the 10. I would say right now, as of this last two weeks with my injury, I'm at a solid five. <laughs> Yeah. 5.5. I'm, I'm a little less motivated than motivated. Um, tomorrow at lunch, I've already got a plan with some friends. The campus at this place is incredible. Like I said, we're going to grab a quick lunch, stick it back at our desk because we can eat during our class if we want, and then go run around and look at some more of the stuff on the campus. So be running around tomorrow during lunch. Um, I did climb some stairs today. My knee didn't hurt, you know, initially. So I ran up some about four flights of stairs. So that was good. Took a little walk at lunch. Just kind of ran out of time. So, well, Aaron, I was trying to ingratiate you to our readers, but you know, if you want to uh, just go with scheduling, that'll work too. <laughs> I like to be honest, so if I can. So, Don, what about you? What what can you do? Is there anything that comes to mind? Just hit, you got you got the combined brain power of of one meal, one workout at your bequest to help you come up with some way you can make a positive change without you know being forced to give your daughter to a Bolivian family or something. And that's that, got to equal an IQ of at least one hundred and five. Buck oh five. <laughs> anything, any, anything we can do? How, how could we help you? I'm, I'm struggling to not start singing "Freedom Calls to Buck 05 now. Thanks, Aaron. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, I, I was thinking earlier, looking, just glaring at this. How can I make a positive change? And thinking, how can I make a positive change? And I was like, I know. I'll just tell my wife that she's going to be responsible for the baby, and I'm going to get some sleep. And I thought, because no, once I'll you're really dead, it won't matter what kind of shape you're in. <laughs> Well, I was thinking I'll really get some sleep because I'll be on the couch, so that'd right. be great. Hey, and Don, are you sitting down? Certainly am. Stand up. Uh, okay. You're the one who says sitting will kill you. Stand up. It there certainly will, but I'd stand for nine hours a day now. So. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, you stand up all day. Sit back down, Don. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was just trying to be helpful. Oh Well, you know, one thing you might be able to do, and I'm just throwing this out there, um, we have on our calendar a family hike on Saturday. Maybe on Saturday you could carve 30 minutes out or an hour out in the morning. Uh, it's possible. Just saying. Is Maggie in, in daycare? She or is, is, yes. So at lunch during the day, I know you're tired, but you do have a time when you don't have a child and you don't have responsibilities. Correct. Is that true? Is there, you have a 30-minute lunch or an hour lunch? 
60 minutes and 59 seconds. 16 minutes? 60, 60, and 59 oh. seconds. <laughs> In other words, you can't go to 61, but you're going to start all no, of no. that 60. I will get yes. what we like to term hate mail. You are <sighs> You are one minute late clocking back in. This email has been forwarded to your supervisors. Thank you for playing. Yeah. So, so you got an do hour. Do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. You know, and I say thirty minutes is kind of the magical number. So you could you could squeeze in thirty minutes at lunch. You want, you want me to call you at lunch and say, Don Sullivan, now is the time for you to take back your health. You like got to play Eye of the Tiger while you do it. Yeah. Don chicken, don don don. I'll do it if you want me to. Whenever Actually, now that I think about it, before Maggie came along, I was doing that. In addition to running, I was trying to train for Tough Mudder, and I was doing workouts during lunch. I didn't even remember that. Hmm. So now you've got I, I, um, I. What's the word? Uh, Infant. I can't, I can't. I can't remember the word that you for forgetting using your using your memory. Am- amnesia. Amnesia. Thank you. So you've got III and IIA, infant-induced insomnia and infant-induced amnesia. Uh, I guess so. All right. So there's lots of owls flying around here. <sighs> so if I might uh, uh, throw in something to try to try to bring this thing back into some semblance of order. Why uh, would you do nah. that? <laughs> <laughs> in the notes, you have remind yourself of the progress you've made. I have a yes. good example of that, if I may. Okay. Um, I was called into my boss's office uh, earlier in the week. Uh, that's okay. I wasn't in trouble. But uh, I was called into my office, uh, my boss's office, and he has three chairs in front of his desk and then a uh, like a big meeting table. And the chairs in front of his desk are fairly small and have arms on them. I typically avoid chairs with arms on them because it's mm-hmm. an uncomfortable situation. Sometimes so, it's an untenable situation. Right. So yeah. often, typically, as I walk up to his desk, I will grab one of the chairs at the meeting table, which don't have arms, and drag it to front of his desk and sit down with him. He's become accustomed to this, as have I. For some reason, on Monday, I forgot to do that. And I sat down in the chair. And it was comfortable. For the first time since I've worked there, I was That's able to awesome. do that. Very That's nice. awesome, Mark. It's a very simple thing. I sat in a chair. You're but getting me motivated. For me, that was a very big deal. <laughs> That's awesome, Don. What you got a little note here in the notes? What um, what did you do, Don? I, I reminded myself of my progress today. Aaron. How'd you do that? I, I looked at pictures on Facebook, and not in the the term that most people use. I didn't sit here and flip through people's pictures and stalk them all day. I looked at pictures of myself. I was actually looking for for somebody else. I had a a new friend join Facebook, and I was looking for pictures of them that I was in, and I was tagging them in them to kind of welcome them to Facebook. Right. And realized that I really look not. I look look a lot better now than I do before. I'm trying to not backhanded compliment myself now. It's like (laughs) I look terrible. You look much more fit and healthy now. I look. I look. uh, I look a hundred times better now than I did then. Yeah, I look a lot different now very, well, I'm, very not, different. I'm not afraid to say i look back and i see those old pictures of myself on facebook and i was really fat yeah. <laughs> i'm not afraid to use the f word um on this well, show i'm not afraid to use the f word either but I'm, i i have to stay away from beating myself up in any right, i understand that yeah you don't want to self-condemnation is never beneficial but uh, so, itunes will uh flag us as uh explicit if we use the f word too much 
All right. So we got to watch it. You know, I've been thinking about, um, I have a picture of myself that I use on my bio page on one meal and workout of me sitting in my Dallas Cowboy 4X t-shirt and my 56 inch jeans uh, for our Christmas pictures from, from December 09. And then I have a picture of me running the five mile race that Josh and I did back in May. And then I also have a picture that I took around March or April, maybe sometime of me holding up those same jeans that I've used for a couple of different articles and things that have been done, uh, the same jeans that I was wearing in 09. And I thought about doing my own little picture collage and actually matting it and putting it in a frame of the 2009 picture and then me running, like I'm running to the other picture and then putting the picture in the other jeans and putting that at my desk just as a constant reminder to myself of where I was and where I've come. Um, and how you those, got there. And my, a lot of you guys, obviously in radio land out there, don't realize this, but those that work with me every day do. I'm still wearing the same belt that I was wearing last year. I was, I had it on, I actually wore it today to our classes and, um, I was, um, coming back from the restroom and I was buckling my belt back as you sometimes do when you leave the restroom. Hope that's not too explicit for people <laughs> and fishing it through my loops. And just, it reminded me again, it actually goes all the way around about a half an inch through the loop in the middle of my back. So it's literally one and a half times around me. And people have had people at work say, when are you going to get a new belt? And I said, when I'm totally done and satisfied that I'm never going back. Um, Cause right now, every day when I put that belt on, it's a reminder of how far I've gone. And so um, again, that's something that motivates me. So I, I actually was kind of reminding myself about that today, thinking about this belt and how, how long it is. Um, yeah, I think it's important to build those monuments in your life as you go. Uh, I have a couple of them, uh, uh, my watch band, um, I, I had to get the extra long watch band, and then I put an extra hole in it so that it kind of barely hangs on. But now that watch uh, just kind of twirls around on my wrist, but I don't, I'm not going to change that. I'm not going to adjust it. I, in fact, I leave it at that big hole because someday I want it to fall off my hand. <laughs> I actually got a new wedding ring because I was having that problem. So, I, But I kept it as long as I could for the same reason. I like having my dangly ring, and then it fell off a couple of times. I got a different one. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm planning on doing spacers. They make ring spacers, and that's right. what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep that size 15 and a half wedding ring that I had to buy. Well, mine was part. Yeah. Uh, Don has one on his ring right there. Well, mine was partially financial too, because I had a really big, thick one, and I sold it. <laughs> so I actually have a friend that buys and sells gold. So he gave me seventy-five dollars and a new ring <laughs> that fits. And now this one's starting to get a little loose, but uh, yeah. yeah, that's great. I mean, that kind of thing, like you said, Mark. Every time you, your watch twirls around your wrist, every time Don puts his wedding ring on with that little spacer in it, it's a reminder of where you were before. So hey, remind you know, I just want to point out that's not a little spacer. That's like a third of my ring. It's gone. It, it is. If you could see this, uh, if you're watching this on Ustream post recording, you can see that it's a good, it's like, it's if it had a smile, if it was a smiley face, he'd be wearing a, a, a Victoria Principal headband. That's how far down the ring it is. Or, yeah, or Olivia Newton-John headband. Whenever I went to the store and, and I asked them for a spacer, I asked them how they work and they were like, well, you know, we've got a couple different sizes and we'll, uh, we'll see how much difference it is. And she took my ring size and then she, my new ring size or whatever, I don't even remember what it is. And then she took my ring off my hand and sized the ring and she kind of l- looked under the counter and then she went, she didn't even say anything to me. She went back and talked to the jeweler who has like the loop on and he's like <laughs> meticulously doing something with some piece of jewelry. And she like leans over to him and talks real quiet and she comes back and she's like, 
I'm not sure if we have a guard that is big enough for this ring. And I was like, is my finger that big? And she said, no, you're going to have to take a lot of space out. And I kind of got excited. Yeah, That's awesome. Well, I'll tell you this. I went through the airport security yesterday. For, for those of you that are like actually watching this, which will be a small number, I know. But I can hold this up for Don and Mark to see. The security guy looked at my, my driver's license like three times um, and looked at me. Yeah, that's not the man I'm looking at right now. Yeah, because if you can compare that to... Well, first of all, my head is totally shaven and I have no beard. And at this point, this was, I think I took this in um, December of last year or November. So I'd lost about 40 pounds. So I've lost another hundred since then. And it really, I realized as I handed in my driver's license that that doesn't look anything like me. I sure hope they let me through security. <laughs> and they did. It was okay. But uh, I I'm, I'm probably need to go get that redone. Yeah, so that's, that's going to be one of your stakes in the ground, right? You get a new yep. license and you hang on to that one and you keep both in your wallet. I still have my old photo ID from work, um, and it's the same kind of thing. It's it looks like a whole. It looks a lot like my driver's license, really. But um, yeah, that's good. So, so let's just revisit our revisiting list. Revisit why you started. What motivated you to get started originally? Ask what's stealing your mojo now. What's changed? What's different from when you started out? Once you've looked at that, either make some changes to go back to what and get rid of those things, or if it's things that you just can't get rid of, then make some positive changes. Do something to make it better than it is right now. And then fourthly, lastly, quadruple, the fourth thing, remind yourself of the progress you've made. I think if you can do, if you do those four things, I think you'll find that you got your mojo back, baby. Sorry, I couldn't help it. I had to do at least one really bad (laughs) Mike Myers thing. You need to edit that out, Mark, if you wouldn't mind doing that for me. No, No, edit it out. It's there forever. I beg of you. Um, So speaking of making better choices. Don, I'm. I have to admit that your eat less tip this week. I'm quite dubious just looking at the title. Really? Yes. Well, the title is Meatless Mondays, yeah. and it's been. A, it's That's like it's crazy. concept. It's been around for for decades, Aaron, and it's it's actually been around since World War One, and it's just the idea that you take one well, it's day a week. Typhoid fever, but that doesn't mean we. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Good. Scurvy's been around since that one. <laughs> Salad is what know, food eats, Don. I don't understand where you're going with this. So okay, go ahead. The idea is that you take one day, and this doesn't necessarily have to be meatless, Aaron. It could be not fried Fridays if you're a person that eats fried That's food better. every day That's of the better. week. That's a good one. I can do that one. Yeah, there you go. The The idea is to take a day of the week and challenge yourself to make to make a change. And, and with Meatless Mondays, obviously, it's a big change. Uh, if you're somebody that, say, you're somebody that eats a lot of red meat, Aaron, and you are, you know, you, you realize that you have some things going on like like high, uh, high sodium or high blood pressure or, or, you know, whatever. And you just decide that you're going to take one day a week and you're just going to make it a day that you don't eat meat. You eat beans or vegetables or whatever, but you're not going to go for a steak. And um, we've got a link up in the show notes to meatlessmondays.com, which is, is, is pretty much all there is to it. But they've got a lot of information, a lot of recipes, a lot of good stuff out there to, to check out and just kind of consider. Even if you're not going to do meatless, there's plenty of other right. options. Just I mean, that's, a, that's a good idea of picking a day. Um, if you're trying to make incremental changes like Mark was talking about, you know, one thing at a time, picking a day or maybe saying, I'm not going to do this on a weekday. Just kind of cut back. I'm only I'm, I'll let myself say, for example, if you're a person that has a hard time with sweet tea. I'm only going to drink sweet tea on the weekends. Of course, then you still have to do that in moderation, but that's a way you can apply the same principle. So 
I'll take it back, Don. It's no longer dubious. And that can still be alliterative. It could be Sweet Saturday and Sweet Sunday. There you go. Can I add just a tiny little tiplet? I don't know. Watercrest a- Wednesday. <laughs> I don't know if it's a full Perfect. tip, and it may not apply to everybody. But I find, for me personally, if I eat spicy foods, I'm less inclined to eat later. So if I eat something really spicy at lunch, I'm going to eat a smaller dinner. Hmm. So that's that's an easy thing to do, you know, drink some salsa or whatever. Uh, and that may not be for everybody, but if you're somebody who has issues with, say, heartburn, say that's a problem with yours, maybe you should induce heartburn because later you're not going to be hungry. <laughs> you know, just a, a little tip like that. But I, I find that works for me. I get full Follow faster. a handful of tacks. <laughs> I get full faster on spicy foods than I do on, on bland foods. Use We're the Google, the Mark. See Use, any Google, use the Googles and see if there's any studies out there on that. Well, I have to tell you, I, I blew it on Tuesday as far as falling off the wagon. I have recently, in the last year or so, tried sushi a few times. Oh, yes. um, mostly California rolls, but I've tried some salmon and a couple of eel. And there's this couple of the races we've been to. There are There is this local sushi bar that's brought free sushi out there, and I've tried theirs, and it was awesome. So Tuesday, before I flew out... Um, Nathaniel was at school, and Cheryl and I had kind of a chance to have a little lunch date. So I said, let's go eat sushi, because that's not a place you'd typically take a five-year-old. And we did, and I let the guy, I told the guy, I said, I have no idea what I'm doing. Just give me something that you think's good. So he gave me what's called the Drunken Tiger Roll. And it's basically a California roll, which if you don't know what a California roll is, you can just Google it. And then it had smoked salmon on the top, or smoked eel on the top of it. Uh, shrimp and some kind of and some salmon or something. I don't even know what it was. I don't know. It was awesome. And then it also had like little. He had little, probably like uh, like a domino sized, like twice as thick as a domino, but about as long and tall as a domino. Things of rice, freestanding within like a piece of tuna, and then white tuna and yellowfin tuna, and then a salmon one, and then an eel one, and then a shrimp. And so it was like six or seven of those. Those are called maki. Was, thank you. It was easily enough for two grown men, and I ate every last drop of it. <laughs> it was. Awesome. I have to be honest. I just ate dinner, and you're making me absolutely ravenously hungry. I love sushi. Well, Don, next time you come to Tyler, I will take you to Koshimo's or Komi Shows, or I know where it's at. I don't care what the name is. It starts with K. And it's really good, and I will I buy either. you dinner. I'll buy you dinner there. Um, Cheryl got some kind of uh, chicken chicken noodle. It was a, a noodle dish. Takiyakusu bala with chicken thing, and it was a huge bowl. We easily could have split either one of our meals, except I couldn't eat the chicken. Um, and so uh, we'll go. We'll go back. We'll get an appetizer, and we'll split the drunken tiger probably. But man, it was good. Um, so, and I was not hungry at dinner, Mark. So that's another way to not eat as much at dinner. Eat three times as much as you normally <laughs> should at lunch. Just kidding. That's not a tip, guys. That's well, an anti-tip. While you were talking there, I did just a, like, I did what I was instructed to do. I did a quick Google search, and the Livestrong Foundation. Um, um, I've read that li- article before. It's right. a good one. Go ahead. Uh, lists a number of things that are uh, natural appetite suppressants. Number one is fat. And there are healthy types of fat, fish oils, things like that. Number two is protein. Number three is fiber. And number four on the list is spicy foods. Spicy foods go. suppress appetite. So there, there you go. have it. Thank you for using the Googles, Mark, for the better good of mankind. Um, I actually had read that article a while back, and um, I'm glad you stuck it in there. That's that's a good one. I mean, how many fat Indians have you ever seen? I mean, like from Six. India. Six. <laughs> I've never but, seen one. But they were all actually transplant sumo wrestlers, so it doesn't really count. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. So my eat less tip, I mean, exercise more tip is a simple one. Um I think it's okay to take a break once in a while for those that like to exercise all the time. 
Um, you may not want to ever take a break. For those of you that are like me who in, like exercising okay, but what you really love is the benefits from it, not really the act. I'm not somebody that just loves to run like a runner, runner, runner. Um, I think it's okay to take a break, but be intentional with it. Uh, I have done this in the past, you know, several months ago. I took two days off of when I would normally work out, but I intentionally took those two days off. It wasn't, I just kind of blew it. And I said, I'm going to take, I'm going to run this race on Sunday and I'm going to take Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday off and then go back on Thursday and start back with my routine. And it was nice. It gave me a couple of extra days with my family. And then by the time Thursday came around, I was ready to get back out there. So that's my exercise more tip. If you're feeling a little burned out on your exercise routine, take a break. But be intentional about it. Know when you're going to go back to your routine before you ever take the break. So that's my tip for what it's worth. Uh, We already talked about our new contest, A-R-O-N at OneMealOneWorkout.com. Other than that, you can always go to just use the Googles to find OneMealOneWorkout.com and go anywhere that says something like that, One Meal, One Workout, number one. Or if you're so inclined and you want to partake of all the element OP goodness that's out there, you can go to ElementOP.com for news, for forums, for other great podcasts, and for just general fun stuff. ElementOP.com you know, I will even consider if you don't, if you, if you're anti-email, which I don't know why anybody in the world that would be listening to a podcast would be anti-email, but I would even accept a question posted on a forum as an e- as an entry into the contest. So if you've got a question or a success story and you'd rather put it on the forum, that would be even more excellent. How about a voicemail it, sent from the call us button at elementop.com? Could that be like uh, some something something frugal two five three zero frugal two very good five three zero frugal two you can call and leave a voicemail I've done it myself before and it actually works or you can just hit the button and it will call you that's right that's even cooler I need to get a new number that doesn't have to do with being cheap when we were just the Taiwan Tech that number worked yeah. I wonder if you could f- find out some way to get element like five three zero element I'll work on it that'd be awesome or even if you used a five three five three zero Einsteinium that's no <laughs> It is. Uh, that may be too many letters. Okay. Well, you can always type. You know, you can keep going afterwards. I love people that do that when they do the the call it call into our radio show. Radio show. It's one eight hundred. Leave a message for Mark. <laughs> You're like four three five five six four nine two four three four five six seven four 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 four. And then, hello four three two one one one. <laughs> yeah. All right, Mark Don. As always, I appreciate your time. Uh, if you think about me Friday, say a little prayer. I'll be on a plane flying back from Madison, Wisconsin to Atlanta. Um, and, uh, on a little tiny plane, it's not that tiny. It's kind of a medium sized plane, but anyway, that's it guys. You have anything else before we uh, say good night? I don't think so. Thanks for listening, folks. Don. Au revoir. So remember guys, gals, ladies, gentlemen of all ages, before starting any diet or exercise program, it's recommended that you consult your healthcare provider.